0: Hello there. So, as Godzilla vs Kong has now released in some international territories and is doing incredibly well at the box office from the sound things, particularly in China, I'm continuing my little Godzilla and Kong themed review series here and I've come to the 2005 King Kong remake directed by Peter Jackson and I'll straight out say this right away, I consider this to be the greatest remake of all time and I'll explain why and... (laughs) I'll, I'll have to admit, there are some spoilers here. So, you know, for for the uh, two people on the planet who don't know how King Kong turns out, then, well, here's there's your spoiler warning because guaranteed there'll be one person who'll listen to this and go, eh, the spoilers? Yeah, shut up. But anyway, we've got here, it was came out in 2005, but it is, rec- it is set back in the 30s, back when the, the original film was made. Tells pretty much the same story. A filmmaker goes out to an incredible island to, and, but he get, discovers more than he bargains for when he gets there. So, what what the one thing that I loved about this was the cast. The cast is superb. You've got Jack Black as the the filmmaker, Carl Denham, and he, right from the first scene, you can get his weaselly, wise talking, fast talking con man, act down pat. You just know what he's meant to be straight away, which is good acting. It just tells you exactly what you need to have. Got as well Naomi Watts as Anne Darrow. She was wonderful, perfect casting. She just has this warmth to her as well, which is to see why it's easy to see why Kong bonded her so much as well. And the big thing about this film is it's three hours long, and the biggest complaint is you don't see Kong for an hour. But to me. This film just flies by. I have watched it multiple times in the fifteen years that is, since it's been released, and every time I watch it, it flies by. I never struggle with it, even the first hour, because I think there's a lot to enjoy in the first hour, especially once they get onto the ship. There's a lot of great, fun little moments there. You've got as well, Adrian Brody's character, the 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 playwright Jack Driscoll, and uh, you've got as well. Other stuff you've got. Andy Serkis gets on. Actually, gets to get shown on screen for a change. As uh, at this point in time, as well as Lumpy the Cookie's fun as well. You've got Jamie Bell. He's got his own little arc as well. There's a lot to like about this as well. There's some fun little moments as well. Carl um, what's it? Um, the uh, the uh the Bruce Baxter character here is great. So I uh, I really oh, really enjoyed the 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 performance here of that it's uh he's such a good actor I can't I've forgotten his fucking name as well I think he's got... but um, there you have it but he's in Go- he's in uh, Godzilla King of the Monster and funnily enough he's in Godzilla versus Kong as well I noticed from the trailer so there you have it I've forgotten the guy's name Kyle Chandler that's it Kyle Chandler that's who plays him and he got he's got his fun little moment when he's being uh, all arrogant and the uh, he's he's like this little poser but of uh, Jamie Bell's disposed uh, like uh, drew moustaches on his character posters and things like that. And then he's like posing with the comb with the moustaches. It's, like, it's a great little moment like that help the time go by. Fine. And once you get to the island though, see if you want to complain about, oh, it takes in over an hour for Colin to come into it, no complaints once he's in it because he's pretty much never off screen for the next two hours. You get your bang for your buck. You get plenty of Kong for your money. And then with this, with no questions asked here, you get some incredible sequences here, especially of course, the fight with the three V-Rexes, as they were called. Plus you've got that famous, the scene in the bug pit as well, which was like apparently inspired by a scene that was cut from the original. Well, we get it in all its gory glory here. And this, this is where you see Peter Jackson's previous, uh, previous experience of, of his low budget horrors that he did before Lord of the Rings hits all in full full display here except with a big budget and it. it looks incredible. It's a really there's no music as well in that scene. It's such a tense sequence as well, and Andy Serkis gets of course the most horrible of deaths in the scene as well, where he's just devoured by that big worm thing. It's just horrendous, but it works so well. Stuff of nightmares, So well. And there's what I loved as well is you do really get to see Kong and Andaro really bond here, especially in the scenes when she's tr- trying to make him laugh when they first meet each other as well, using her stage experience, as well. And Kong does laugh as well. It's great. And when she's teaching the sign language, like saying beautiful, and we get a payoff as well with that later on down the line. And when they capture him as well, always the biggest flaw is how how did they get him on the fucking boat? It's like, that's never explained, but whatever. And get him back to New York as well. It's so brilliantly done the way you have it is you've got like Carl Denham as well being the showman and a liar as well. He talks about how it's the guy who, he was the guy that f- ran into the forest to face down Kong. No, it's not Jack Driscoll. It's Bruce Baxter who basically tried to run away all the time through that. So, you know. Uh, so you bring him out as well try and make him the hero on screen and off screen as well uh, but when you've got they've got an and, and arrow there quote unquote but it's not the real and arrow because it's an actress they've got, and that's what sets Kong off as well. You've got the bit as well, Tom Hanks and uh, Colin Hanks plays the character Spencer, and he says, and Darrow was offered all types of money, but she just turned them down flat. That just shows her character as well. Could have been an absolute millionaire from this, but she chose not to, because she bonded with the creature, with with Kong, and they knew what they did was wrong here as well. So that actually really, really put, and Arrow's character even more on a pedestal and of course it's <clears throat> that's believable as to why Colin, that would be the thing that sets Call off, he looks so sad and dejected with his facial expressions there but then once he sees a fake Andaro that's what sets him off and then he escapes and well we all know what happens next and things like that but there's even great stuff added to this like Andaro's doing a job down the road but then she actually comes out, hears the commotion, comes out and finds him and then they have this wonderful little moment in the ice skate which is a moment of tenderness before what's going to happen, and then of course the military then come in and well yeah it's incredible it's incredibly shot that sequence as well. It's it's even though you know it's coming, it's it's just brilliantly done. That's the brilliance of the filmmaking here, and even even at that, you've got the moment as well. You've got Gong and Andar on on top looking out on New York, and then he does the the this gesture to say beautiful to someone like that he's learned it. it's just it's just things like that that really set this film apart really really elevate it to next levels and of course for a split second there's a moment there when like and arrow like waves off the the helicopters they go away for a few seconds i remember the first time i seen it i thought maybe they've changed the ending maybe maybe just maybe so that one percent of hope is extinguished in a few seconds when the bastards come back and shoot him in the fucking back just to really rub it in, just to show how much cunts they are. Yes, you damn you, Peter Jackson, you bastard. You give me false hope. But then again, you also made this amazing movie, so I still, I still love you for it. And, uh, and the World of the Rings trilogy, of course, and even the Hobbit trilogy to an extent. I quite like that too. So, but there you have it. And then what made the ultimate the fact that they bonded so well, so much on the island as well, when when the time came for their bond to to end, it made it all the more heartbreaking and it made it all the better a film for that. So I honestly think the King Kong 2005 remake is magical. It's movie magic at its best. It's the best remake I've ever seen. It takes something that we all knew and love and added to it and added to it brilliantly respected that you could see the love Peter Jackson has for this character and this movie and he made it lovingly and respectfully it's sometimes we, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should, but Peter Jackson got the keys to the kingdom and he showed it the ultimate respect and added to it and made something wonderful for this. This won't be everyone's cup of tea. Nobody, a lot of people won't like the fact that it's three hours. A lot of people won't like the fact that it takes over an hour at sea calling. I understand that. I can understand that completely. However, I would say Pierre Jack did do a wonderful job here. You get, and if it, don't worry about lack of action. There's tons of action in this film. Believe me. Believe me. And... I just think to me it's it's a wonderful remake and uh, the benchmark for monster movies in many ways. Uh, I, I don't really want to call it a monster movie because to me Kong's not really a monster. He isn't, he's just a, an unfortunate victim. But there you have it. So there you go. That's my review of King Kong 2005. Real pleasure watching it again and a real pleasure talking about it. Uh, thank you Thank you for taking the time to listen to this Um the next review I'll be doing in the build-up to Godzilla vs Kong will be the 2014 Godzilla, which actually is the official kickoff of the MonsterVerse. So there you have it. So look forward to that. Thank you ever so much for listening, and goodbye.